Welcome to Stutter Stories, where guests from around the world each share the ins, outs, ups, and downs of life and conversation as a person who stutters. Hosted by Trisha Hedinger and Ja Ben. Welcome to Stutter Stories. Today we have with us a very special guest. It is Maya Chupkov. Welcome, Maya. It's good to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Great, great. So why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is is Maya, and I am a stuttering advocate and host of Proud Stutter podcast. I live in San Francisco with my sister, fiance, and my little dog, Stuart. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the, the day, I do media and journalism policy for a nonprofit that um, promotes um, d- democracy across the U.S. And I'm currently leading their effort to strengthen local and ethnic media in California. That's awesome. What a fascinating job that must be. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your podcast? What inspired you and, um, you know, what are, what is it usually about? Yeah. So proud stutter, it's really for people who stutter to help them feel less alone in their stuttering journey. I never really had another person who stutters in my life growing up. And I think it would have made things a lot easier for me if I had resources like proud stutter and like this, this, this podcast of just hearing people that sound like me. Mm -hmm. And the reason I started it is really to, um, you know, help people who stutter really feel less alone. Um, the, the podcast is also for parents of, of people and children who stutter speech therapists and for people who just want to learn more about stuttering. So I started it to kind of, um, you know, for just to kind of inspire people to find strength within themselves and it's really been a healing journey for me as well. That's really inspirational. And I think um, podcasts have exploded over the past um, year, especially, but even you know before that. And I think it's such a great way to hit the huge global community just to hear other people stutter because there are so many kids and so many adults out there who haven't you know who don't get the opportunity to hear other people stutter and hear their stories and to just connect and have that solidarity of knowing that you know you're not alone so on on your podcast are you the primary speaker or do you have guests like how does that work yeah so i'm the host and i have a co-host my good friend cynthia chin and she doesn't stutter so it's kind of a back and forth of kind of me sharing my stuttering journey and her as the listener on the other end that doesn't know anything about stuttering. So she's kind of learning along with our listeners more about stuttering and the, the, 
so we're in season one right now. And Mm -hmm. the first part, it was just me and Cynthia talking about different topics, but then now we just, um, we just released our first episode with a person who stutters and the rest Mm -hmm. of the season will be with different people in the the stuttering community. Um, and yeah, I'm just, we've got so many amazing guests and I'm just so excited to share it with, with everyone. It's a brilliant concept. I think that's a, a brilliant idea of having a person who stutters talking to another person who doesn't, and maybe doesn't know a lot about stuttering. And so just that kind of casual conversation just between those two people, that's, it's that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. Um, so how do you think growing up in your area? So did you grow up in San Francisco? I grew up in Los Angeles. Okay. So kind of growing up in your area, do you think that impacted your relationship with stuttering at all? Do you feel, you know, what are some perceptions that you felt as you grew up? Growing up, it was a very lonely experience. I never knew anyone else who stuttered and Um, I did have speech therapy, but it was a very exhausting experience. Like I, Mm. I so appreciate my mother for, you know, trying to help me. And I think, you know, it did help me in some ways, but it really just, um, it was exhausting because I would go to speech therapy after school and school, I was a very hard worker at school. And so school was very um, you know, it, it, I love school, but it was, um, exhausting as well, because I just always tried to like get straight A's and all that stuff. And having speech therapy on top of that was just, it was a lot. And Mm -hmm. I kept thinking to myself, like, why do I have to do this? Like, why do I have to like do all this extra work, um, outside of school? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was tough. And I didn't have really a stuttering community. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have really helped. And I know the internet really wasn't big 20 years ago when I was in the therapy, but mm-hmm. I think the internet is just, it opens up so many doors to just be in the community and to have kids meet people who stutter mm-hmm. while they're still young. Yeah. Yeah, it helps um, make connections between people who have challenges that are rare, you know, and that um, so having that internet and social media connections really, really change how we can, how easily we can get in contact with other people who are sharing the same struggles that we have. Um, How would you say your friends and your family typically respond to your stuttering, either as a kid or now? So as a kid, I was never open with my friends. Um, I did get bullied. I don't think it was specifically because of my speech, but I think um, there were some times I remember where I would stumble through my words and people would make fun of my speech, but, um, but my stutter is so inconsistent that I don't think people, when they heard me, they automatically were like, oh, you have a stutter just because it was so inconsistent. And so, um, so 
I never really had an issue with making friends because of my stutter, but it was definitely a part of myself that I just tried so hard to keep hidden because I just didn't want people to find out that I was different in that way. Mm-hmm. And with my family, they were very supportive. Um, and my grandfather had a stutter as well. And my mom tells me that I talked to him about my stutter, although I don't remember any of that. So I don't know if it was just suppressed memories that I kind of everything around my stuttering, I just wanted to like forget about. But um, I did recently find out that um, I, I guess I did have someone I knew that had a stutter in my grandfather. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you hear lots of times about parents or, or grandparents who blame themselves because a child stutters, you know, because it's a genetic trait, but you think about if someone is growing up with a stutter and they have a parent or a grandparent who knows all about it, you know, what better person to have in your life than to have somebody who understands what you're going through. And I, I always try to help parents kind of see it that way. And so just having their child, having someone to talk to uh, about it is, is a, a, a great opportunity for kids. Yeah. And that reminds me of, um, one of our recent episodes in proud stutter, we went through the subreddit on stuttering Mm -hmm. and one of the posts that we found, a lot of them were parent related um, posts. And one of the posts was that they were, that there's a parent or someone that was considering having children and she had a stutter and she was so afraid of passing that on to her, her kid, that it was something she had a lot of anxiety um, around because she didn't want her kid to experience the same thing as her but then there were so many positive comments about like you know even if your kid does have a stutter just having you in their life that can relate to them is such Mm -hmm. a huge thing and you have so much understanding and Mm -hmm. so there was just a lot of positive um comments about that that I really felt like was such a great it's just so great to be able to have conversations like that online. Mm-hmm. That support, that kind of support, it's priceless. So, yeah. Um, can you tell me, um, like, what are your, do you have any pet peeves about stuttering or what responses from people make you annoyed or cringy? Yeah, I think um, the biggest one is probably the really confused look people get when you stutter through a word randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, like they kind of scrunch up at their face and their eyebrows and they're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, and that, like, I know it's such a natural reaction because mm-hmm. it's, but that is my biggest pet peeve. And mm-hmm. cause it just makes me feel like, uh, like, you know, like I, I, there, I can't change how they perceive me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you start to look for that look after a while? You know, you mean, you're like, Oh, I'm waiting to, to get that look. Yeah. And that's really why 
I, that's another reason why I started Proud Stutter is so slowly, slowly people start to normalize stuttering, understand it. And so there's less of that reaction because people can just realize right in that moment that, oh, this, this person just has a stutter. It, it just takes a little longer for them to say what they want to say. Yeah. I know one of our goals over the next year is to get um, stuttering displayed on the media more often, not just in within the stuttering community, not just these kind of podcasts and stuff, but on TV on a regular basis and movies on a regular basis and radio and to just help it, you know, to have more characters where stuttering is present um, and just to, like you said, to normalize it. Yeah. And I think using pop culture in that way, it's so powerful because pop culture just influences so much, like even sub, even without us not realizing it, I think that's such an important, um, that's a very important goal. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's one really great example that I've seen where a podcast does this because, you know, there are a lot of stuttering podcasts out there and it's great, but it's really great to hear someone who is verbally diverse, like not necessarily a stutter, but someone who has some sort of speech impediment Mm -hmm. and they're just talking about things they're passionate about. It's not about stuttering. Mm -hmm. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just talking about something they're an expert in. And there's a podcast called NPR Life Kit, Mm -hmm. and they have people like experts talking about different things and they Mm -hmm really do a good job of inviting experts that are verbally diverse. And that is just such a powerful way to normalize like different ways of of speaking. Interesting. Can you say the name of that one again? Yes. And it's called Life Kit and Mm -hmm. it's by NPR. Mm. I'd like to listen to that. That would be great. Um, can you tell me about a time that was particularly challenging or hurtful or defeating um, related to stuttering and how you kind of felt in that moment, what you learned, what you took away from it? Yes. Um, one memory really sticks out and it was in college. I went to, well, I, I don't know if I want to out the, the school, but I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> Cause anyone can just Google me and see where I went. So. Um, I went to UC Santa Barbara, which is a great school. Um, but there was this one moment I had that was very defeating. It was my junior year. Mm -hmm. I discovered my university had a speech and language studies minor. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, maybe that's can be like an entry point into Uh, you know, being a speech therapist, like I just had never really thought of that. And then when I Mm -hmm. saw that, I was like, oh, because I was still kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I still had time to choose another minor. So I just went ahead and scheduled a meeting with the department head to ask if I could do the the minor. Um, And I was really interested in exploring the possibility of being a speech therapist. And I told him I had a stutter and would love to help other kids who stutter. Mm -hmm. And his response was, it probably wasn't a good idea because 
kids and parents might get discouraged that I still had a stutter and was trying to improve other stutters. Mm -hmm. Um, and it would be hard for me to find clients. So he recommended that I don't pursue the minor. Mm -hmm. And I felt so defeated walking out. Like I, it really fed into my anxiety thinking to myself, there's so many things I will not be able to do career-wise because of my stutter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't say like I overcome, I overcame that struggle, but, um, I really just started realizing that I had to accept my stutter more and more and not Mm -hmm. every, like there will be certain, there would be certain people that will accept my stutter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can confidently say that I finally found a job where like my, stutterings in embrace and I feel so supportive and I just wish that for every every person who stutters I hate that you had to get that response to hear that because you might have gone to another university and had a completely different approach from their department um you may know that there are tons of speech pathologists out there who stutter you may know this now but maybe back then you didn't and there are plenty of programs that do embrace it and i often think that speech language pathologists who have who stutter have such a better insight um, a way to relate to kids um, who are going through the same thing and i think the biggest fear is what do i say to a parent who knows that i stutter you know and i think what the speech pathologists that i have trained who stutter i've always said have your response ready you know so you may notice that i stutter you know there's going to be perks that i will have you know i will be able to understand what your child is going through better than maybe somebody else who doesn't stutter I can teach them the same things, but there will tell me what you're afraid of, you know, and having that parent kind of um, ask, feel free to ask a few more questions and then to say, you know, it's always going to, it's, it's your choice. It's always your choice, whether you think this is going to be good for your child or not. Um, but I want you to, I want to tell you what I bring to the table that maybe somebody else doesn't. And I think there are just so many SLPs out there who stutter, who, who really um, are just awesome and just have a connection that somebody else might not be able to have. Yeah. And I actually, I told this story as well during a recent recording, the episode isn't out yet, but we did interview a speech and language pathologist that stutters and mm-hmm. He's based in San Francisco and I met him Mm -hmm. during my launch party for the podcast and his name is Bailey Levis and he Mm -hmm. has his own, his own practice. Mm -hmm. And so just hearing his approach to therapy was so inspiring. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, thank God you're, you're there. And like, there's others like you out there because Mm -hmm. I think there's so much um, there's so much greatness that can come from having a, a therapy, a therapist that also stutters mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I can just, I, I know firsthand, cause I've also spoken with a few of his, his, his clients that 
they sought out someone that also stuttered just so they could be understood more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when you go back to saying when you had speech therapy, it was exhausting. And so maybe, you know, somebody who has a better understanding might be more invigorating and might be more calming, um, you know, in, in just being able to have that relationship, that connection. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about a time that changed your perspective about stuttering or yourself for the better? You know, what happened, what was involved? Yeah, I'm trying to, there's a few moments, but I guess I can, I can talk about right before I officially decided to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I just didn't know the topic mm -hmm. and, um, and my fiance told me that he thought stuttering would be a great topic. And so to help kind of see if it would resonate with other people, I started opening up about my stutter. And that was really the first time mm. ever where I started opening up about my stutter to, you know, the, the, the different groups I was a part of. And it was the most transformational experience. And after a few of those um, times, I was like, yes, I need to do a podcast about stuttering because it was such a healing experience. And mm -hmm. so that really, that really was a turning point in my life. And now mm -hmm. I'm part of all these stuttering groups mm -hmm. and it's just the best, like it's the best group of people because they, I finally found a community that understands me mm -hmm. in, in a way where I never was understood before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Putting yourself out there and does, you know, doesn't that always seem to be the way, you know, showing your vulnerable side, putting yourself out there. Doesn't that always seem to be the way to lead to connections with other people? Yeah, it's yeah. And I know everyone's on a different path in their yeah. journey. So it's, it's not easy. It took me mm -mm. 29 years to do it, mm -hmm. but once you get there, it's, it's a very, it's so freeing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, can you tell me about a moment and these that may kind of go hand in hand right there about something that felt like a success for you or a speaking accomplishment that you've had? Oh yeah. So um, we just had two great milestones with, with proud stutter. And mm -hmm. the first is we just recorded an episode with musician and poet Jerome Ellis. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he just re released a new album called the clearing, which mm -hmm. blends black history, poetry, and music. And the conversation was so moving and mm. I am so excited to release that episode in early 2022. Mm -hmm. So that was just, cause he was on my list of guests and I was just so, I was like, I was so excited when he accepted. Um, mm -hmm. And then my other milestone is um, proud stutter. So I was featured on the podcast I just spoke about life kit with mm -hmm. NPR and it was, they interviewed me because I sent them a letter saying how appreciative I was that mm -hmm. they included verbally di diverse 
experts on their show. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, oh, we'd love to have you on the, the podcast to talk about that. So, um, so yeah, I, I was featured in a few episodes with them. And mm -hmm. so that was, and that was my goal at the beginning. Cause after I heard, um, the podcast, I was like, I would love to be on that to just, to just explain about my own podcast. Cause I just thought it'd be such a great fit. And mm -hmm. I, I did it. And, um, so those were two amazing milestones that just makes me <laughs> happy that I can like get stuttering out there more and more. Yeah. That's awesome. What a great opportunity to, you know, hit mainstream media and just get more awareness out there and also challenging yourself, you know, that's, you know, it, it's kind of like in your life, what's better, you know, it's like, I'm helping myself so much, but oh my gosh, I'm, I'm helping other people too. Like, I don't know which I like more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my dream guest for the, the podcast is Joe Biden, just because, mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't really like his story is great. I don't a hundred percent relate to it just because he, he, his stuttering story is really focused on childhood mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm an adult who stutters. So, mm -hmm. but I can, but I definitely owe him a lot of just getting stuttering out there more. And mm -hmm. I would love to like have a session with him about yeah. stuttering and but that seems like a very tall, tall goal. A lofty so, goal yeah. yeah. So we'll yes. see. <laughs> um, do you have a mantra or an inspirational phrase that you return to for motivation? Hmm. Not really. I'm so bad at inspirational quotes. Um, but something that I do end each podcast with is be proud and be you, mm -hmm. um, which really, you know, fits into the proud stutter theme. And it's really mm -hmm. just about acceptance and just using what makes you unique as a way mm -hmm. to, um, to, you know, spread awareness and to like help make the, the world a better place. Awesome. Um, if you were with a group of people who stutter, what question would you ask them to start a real conversation? Yeah, I actually have this written down. Um, so what is holding you back from being okay with your stutter? Yeah, that's a good one. I bet you'd have a lot of conversation yeah. flowing from that. I think that's one that the kind of question that leads to a lot of change. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to share with us today that we have not already talked about? Honestly, I think that covers everything. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you have got a lot going on. Your job sounds so interesting and amazing. And then all that you're doing in the, to support, you know, advocacy in the stuttering community, it's just, it's just great to have, um, so many people out there like you to spread the word. 
And so I thank you for being a guest today. And I look forward to uh, referring everybody to you for your um, for your podcast to check it out. Proud Stutter. I assume it's on Apple, Spotify, all the places, all the places. Okay. (laughs) And we also have a website, proudstutter.com. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maya. And we look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you. If you would like to be a guest on Stutter Stories, email us at worldstutteringnetwork at gmail.com. First timers are welcome.